0: Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Ed Zitron. He is a PR practitioner and futurist. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top secret hardware, Happy FunCorp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy FunCorp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Ed Zitron. He's the CEO of EZPR. Welcome, Ed. You just woke up, so are you are you going to be uh, are you going
1: to be able to do this? I'll be fine. I actually woke up at 6:30 a.m. to like a voicemail, yeah. And I, I think I just saw it when with just such disgust that someone was calling me on the telephone. I just woke up immediately, <laughs> just in, in more rage than usual. Usually I'm. A simmering 8 out of 10 angry. This got me up to a, a solid 9. So I made some chorizo and eggs. Now that's the future, baby.
0: <laughs> chorizo and eggs. So so you're actually a, you're a PR person. I don't usually like to bring marketers onto the show because um, their view of the world is uh, fairly limited. But you have actually have some clients and some things that you've talked to over the years, uh, not naming names, who
1: are actually looking at the future, right? Yeah, a few of them. And on an on and off, and I've worked with big companies, small companies, but I've also worked through the kind of gamut of Indiegogo stuff. Uh So I've seen the different perspectives one might have on the future, because I think there are a few... You notice that the term futurist is happening a lot less these days? Okay. That used to... Around, like, 2008, when I got to America, everyone was a bloody futurist. Everyone was like, oh yeah, I'm a futurist. I never quite understood what it meant, but now there is this I, there was that really if i'm thinking about like the time timeology timeology I, I believe that, that's that's not that a words, word but you can use that that's fine it's the timeline there yes. we go of, Chronol- of chronology is what you're trying to chronology, say chronology that's the word yes. words are good for speaking words but there is this weird thing where you've kind of seen how people have treated the future across the last few years so there's there were those who were saying that well, there's those who believe that all media will be consumed by video now, which is actually a pretty old trend in, like, Korea, where they all watch video on their mobiles. And today Verizon actually announced that you could do that now on their unlimited plan, but you can watch it in, like, one of them uh, Pixel Vision-style looks. But there, <laughs> but then you have this weird Indiegogo thing, and it's still going on, and Kickstarter as well, where like, the future is coming through these companies that are vaguely tricking people into paying them for things that might not actually work. Like there's a laser on Kickstarter, excuse me, on Kickstarter at the moment, like a portable laser thing. And I might say radiation health person and his laser, laser certified, Like they think that that's the future. But he he looked at it. He was just like, that's definitely not going to get certified. It's dangerous. That shouldn't be out there. So the future has become this sort of bric-a-brac thing where, Those who are heavily funded, like Theranos, for example, who claim to do the future are probably talking a load of bollocks. There's people talking about AI. There's people talking about Elon Musk's boring tunnel. And it's just a lot of it seems to just be... It's it's a much more boring future than it was five years ago, because at least five years ago, we had a lot more hope. And ten years ago, we had Steve Jobs, Bob Hope, and... Johnny Cash, but now we have no jobs, no home, and the (laughs) future—shit. Well, you know
0: what I mean, though. No, it's just—it's a mess at the moment. All right, so okay, so so this this is supposed to be an optimistic podcast. So, is there? Yes, and I have
1: optimism. I
0: do. Can can this can this be fixed? So so what you're suggesting is that. That the future the, well so first off I think, I think that's an interesting point we 're basically inundated by the future as uh, you can 't be a futurist when yeah. everything is futuristic you can you can go on IndieGoGo and find somebody who's making a i don 't know a paper e paper display that folds into a, into a paper plane that you can fly like a drone and then it lands vertical on a, onto a wall and then it can climb I up to the top of to, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty it's pretty crazy and uh, and you have lasers you have all this other fun stuff, but there's nothing that really are you, are you upset that there's nothing that, that
1: is particularly exciting? Well, here's the thing. So, if I wanted to give an optimistic view of the future, it's not so much what's coming, mm-hmm. it's what's kind of arrived and become accessible. So, we go back even five years. So, now pretty much anyone can get a cheap battery pack. This is a weird future thing okay. that... I want to highlight but now anyone could get a battery pack and I feel like that is a huge thing I feel like anyone now has the you walk into Walgreens and get like a 5,000 mAh pack it's probably overpriced or you can go over on Amazon and just pick one up for nothing and this sounds like a stupid thing to be optimistic about but there's something really nice about the fact that this isn't just something that's been reserved for I don't even know if I want to call them affluent, just the techie people. It seems to finally be in a place where my parents, who are in their 60s, just pick them up naturally. Uh-huh. It's like there is there is this idea that, that we are, if not moving away from a wall socket, we're not so tethered to it. It's a mass mobility. And it's such a weird thing to specify, but it's just nice to see. It's nice that on Amazon you can pick up like a $100 handheld... They call it... There's an inverter part to it as well. It's like 100, 130 maybe. That's like 44,000 mAh or something. And you can sit around and go camping, as I did, with a bunch of people. And none of them have to worry about the fact that their phones are going to run out. For crucial or non-crucial reasons. Uh And on top of that, there's other things. Like, I was going camping with my, my Mexican family. It's on my wife's side, obviously. And we all just sat around listening to backyard Pachangas on on uh pandora and there's something quite nice about it it's just like the future is kind of here if we i still remember struggling to get music and how expensive it used to be but now it's bugger all and i'm sure that's probably going to do horrible damage to the music industry in the long term (laughs) let's not go that far in the future but there is something really nice there's an accessibility to online content there's accessibility to power there's this growing accessibility to really basic improvements to people's lives. So the so
0: the the so at at this at this point what we're suggesting and I would agree with you. I think I think with the the the, the current situation is where we have a nice slice of bread with a lot of butter all over from edge to edge and it's basically yeah. completely saturated and it's delicious, but at some point can, how, how do we grow the bread? How do we how do we get more how do we get more future into the world?
1: I mean at that point it's got to be I mean, I'm going to go beyond what I truly know and what I know is possible. But I'd love to see, and it's sort of coming. We're on the edge of getting it. I think we need to, and we will eventually see, us breaking away from internalized internet, kind of like when we broke away from landlines. When we start getting citywide Uh LTE. Now, I don't want a Kingsman situation where Samuel L. Jackson's trying to kill everyone, but (laughs) I would like this idea where there's almost a disconnection from this idea of having your internet in your house. Because if you see the growth of the wireless R industry, like Eero or whatever Netgear's version that isn't quite wireless R, the idea that you need to blanket your house and Wi-Fi and change channels and all that, I think that there is there needs to be this move towards that. There needs to be this move towards getting internet everywhere. It's been a conversation going on forever, but they've been thinking about it very much in the in the poll to pole way when they should be thinking on a much wider scale in my opinion. And that's one way that's how we get more future doings and that's how we I really think that that's that's the next big, big step. I can't really speak to like healthcare or anything like that. Uh-huh. I think that that's something that I and actually people in some healthcare startups are totally unqualified to discuss, but it's got to eventually come to a point where that helps, where the proliferation of just easy, easy data is going to allow us to actually, I don't know, get our doctor's records without having to fax people shit. Pardon my French.
0: So so it's the so it's the same idea as the music uh, it used to be really difficult to get music on the camping trip but now you want you want you want data everywhere plus I mean do we
1: do power, it? Everywhere. power everywhere data everywhere it is it's power and data it's this, it's not quite living off grid but it's a portability thing is that, you, is
0: that the is that the best is that the best of it is that the best that we have to offer have, have you seen
1: anything interesting? The best interesting? future I can think of is <laughs> it's, that, it's literally that. Really? No, that's the best I could... No, it's not. I just, being put on the spot, I can't think of that exactly. But I think that there are elements where thing, things will be stymied by law. The idea of getting prescriptions faster is always going to be stymied by health insurance. And that is a societal issue to fix. One that can't be just ticked out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I don't know... Well, when you talk about well, let me ask you a question. When you talk about more future, what are you really thinking? Are you thinking improvements to society or just cool things?
0: Well, I, I see exactly. So I, I think I think what you're suggesting is is these are implicitly improvements to society. The idea of power everywhere, the idea of uh, music everywhere, the idea of tech everywhere. Uh, it it's again it's the it's the butter analogy. Instead of having a pat of butter in the middle of the bread, it's spread out to the to the very edges, and slowly but surely we need to we need to find more bread, right? So we have to figure out yeah. um, we have to figure out more places to put this technology and to improve improve lives. I don't think I don't think I don't think the future is in in this specific case. I don't think the future is is making us more comfortable. I think it's making everybody more comfortable. So how do what what are some of the technologies that we can expect to see to do that? And I would agree. Yeah, power mm, everywhere. Yeah. Power everywhere works as well.
1: I'd also disagree that what I was saying wasn't something that gives everyone more because what I'm suggesting is we effectively disconnect from the idea of cable providers being the ones that provide internet. Or that we are eventually spreading the LTE across the world, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or or whatever next version of LTE is, and the idea of accessible battery power, for example. That's to normal people. I'm not thinking of people who even know about TechCrunch or know (laughs) about any of the outlets out there. I'm thinking about people who just go on Amazon and know this is a thing and can use this thing. That is interesting to me. And the same thing goes for electric cars. I mean, the problem is, even with the high-end Teslas, you can see that they're not thinking of the whole world. So the Model X, for example, uh, maybe a year or two before they were launching it, one of their people said there was going to be a 10,000 hit rating on it. Mm -hmm. Now, very, very short version of this is there is, when it comes to, say, a crossover SUV with decent power, you're looking at a Class 3 hitch, so something that can pull 6,000 pounds, so most decent trailers. The Model X turns out to only pull 5,000, which is fine, but was also undervalued. Mm -hmm. And that may seem like a small point, but if Tesla isn't thinking of things like that, and even like the Model 3 looks like it barely has, it doesn't have anything other than this obtrusive thing which you'll be looking over at, the future needs to be more focused on humanity, and I don't mean necessarily the grand, the big age. I mean just how humans do things. Okay, and that—that's how we spread. We, this is how we get more bread, but this is also how we spread said butter across it.
0: Okay, so you're you're looking for more uh, more of a human interaction, more more human um, use of this technology. Generalist, okay, so more just generalist. approaching it from that – do you think Indiegogo is the way to go? What's the what's the way to go for it to make things... Uh... No.
1: That, that's the problem. <laughs> it's, you, in, Indiegogo, it's nothing to do with Indiegogo or Kickstarter sure, sure. or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the... You can't do due diligence on them. The laser thing I'm talking about is a great example, but kind of on the extreme end of... They, they claim to get some certification that when checked they've never applied for or they're they claim to have applied for it but never actually done so and they'll never release by that date. and on top of it why are normal people getting lasers and even if they were what exactly is it that they're doing <laughs> all right like, yeah, what, what is, it, what, is like, what is this what is laser for to, is this
0: is this for like uh, is this for it's uh... like to
1: burn shapes and
0: stuff it's like a <laughs> <Okay>. cricket <laughs> So it's a so it's a it's a powerful laser. You don't no, nobody needs a powerful laser, but they do need they do need power.
1: Well, they, yes, and that's the thing. Like maybe Indiegogo is a way that you'll see, like say, the people on Alibaba who make things very fast. Mm-hmm. And there's two schools of thought here. There's one school where it's a scummy thing to rebrand something you can buy on mass from Alibaba and claim it's yours. There's another school of thought where it's, you know what, maybe that's a way of bringing Asia's manufacturing ability to America and to more people at a more affordable price. Bringing down the price on these essentials or non-essentials in the case of like the table with a tablet in it. But that's how we're going to see some of that done. When it comes on the larger scale, it's going to take these big manufacturers like Volvo is claiming. They're going to go fully electric by some day. I'll believe it when I see it. But it will, it will take companies like that moving into generalist cars and sticking with them. Not the Chevy Bolt. I mean, an electric Camry. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, an electric Civic. That will change society. That will be when you start seeing infrastructurally the future happening because the infrastructure has to have a reason to exist, hence, how many gas stations we have. So take a step beyond that. When we start having electricity stations, it will mean that we have reached the critical mass at which that will be profitable enough. And there will be a new kind of business person, a business boss. And I feel like that is where – that's one way we could go. There's a lot of different directions obviously.
0: All right. Super. So where should uh, where should people go to find out more about uh, what you're doing?
1: Well what I'm doing is public relations to tech companies. <laughs> Ironically, I'm 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 in the near future because I do very cautious PR, but it's just at Ed Zitron on the Twitter. All right. Perfect.
0: All right, Ed, thank you for joining us on this. This is actually interesting stuff because I wanted to this I think I think this whole uh a lot of people are talking about space cars and flying flying rockets and also the crazy stuff and, and to say that, that the future is basically just basic good
1: things is uh, is pretty is pretty wild as well well my closing point will be that is the kind of future we still need thinking towards we can't mire ourselves only in that which may which may be incremental improvements but we need people to dream we need people to think how can we do more if hyperloop happens it will change so much we need high speed transit We need these things to advance society. We need faster things always. But I do believe that there is a futurist. Oh, I used it. I believe there's a futurist (laughs) perspective, which is missing this idea of what can we do to advance society bit by bit by bit. Okay, very cool. So, Ed, thank you for joining us.
0: My pleasure. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.